Katie, keep it real one time. Are you going to the Knicks in free agency? Free agency? Free agency? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we talk about free agency. Not the game. Not the game that I love. Free agency. Man, I don't have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Man, I hope the media in New York ain't like this next year. Dang. Oh, what up, LeBron? What you mean, why am I standing in your locker wearing your do-rag and drinking your wine? Look at me. I'm the LeBron now, homie. Matter of fact, I think you might need some low management tonight. And if you keep reckless eyeballing me, you finna get your space jammed, my nigga. I'm always down to wave my no-fade claws if you want to see what these G-League paws about. And speaking of Space Jam, I seen that little script you had in your locker, so I went through and added some joke pitches. Reworked that third act a little bit, added an Andre Ingram cameo. I hope you don't mind. Oh, where's my Lakers jersey? You know I only hoop in polo. Stripes over checks. You got a problem with that? That's what I thought. And for the rest of y'all, the game plan is simple. Pass me the rock so I can shoot that and turn this trash-ass season around. I mean, you know what they say. Where there's a Dre, there's a way. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. Yep, it's not a fluke. I'm, I'm definitely here providing a bonus episode for you guys and gals. I have. One of the children of the great Marcus Johnson, which we'll talk on later. Hood comedian, which you guys just heard the skit as well. Supervisor producer of mostly a football show with Yahoo Sports slash complex. Creator of Comedy Central Legends of CH, which is... Chamberlain Heights. See y'all. I'm telling you, I know the big homie got this. And a former student athlete for the UCLA Bruins. I have Mr. King Josiah Johnson. What's up, big dog? Welcome to Why Not Sports. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate you. <laughs> so, man, I, I just want to just first off, we're going to talk about the skits. How did all of that come about? Were you bored one day? You said, man, I can make this funny. Like, what what made you start becoming uh, the hood comedian, so to speak? Uh, honestly, man, this thing goes back to 2009, really. That's when I first kind of got my feet wet in the game. So that's literally how I got a show on, on Comedy Central. Uh, along with a couple of buddies of mine, we started a website called Jersey Chaser, which was really just us kind of as former student athletes. We wanted to give our side of the story, almost kind of like, you know, like LeBron's platform uninterrupted. But this was like 10 years ago right. where we just wanted to give our side of the story. I was kind of tired of seeing the slant 
that uh, what I call squares are people that have no sports background, <laughs> always constantly talking about sports, but never, you know, hadn't been in a practice, played in the game, that type of stuff. So just to present things from our perspective and kind of be more of a defense of the athletes. Uh, but in turn, we did a lot of just funny themed sports content, voiceover videos and all types of stuff, stuff that really, you know, is kind of like the predecessor to a lot of the stuff that's going on now. But I think people don't really realize that when they, they look at the stuff I do. They think I'm kind of just, this is just my first foray into the game. But I was making content back on YouTube back in 2009 that helped elevate and launch and propel my career. And as I've gotten older, I've always wanted to, to just create, man, and honestly be able to do stuff every day. I get I get bored really easily. I watch a lot of stuff and get all, get all this stuff in my head. And it's like I don't want to die with the stuff in my head. So I'd rather just get it out there try and put out as much content as possible, be as entertaining as possible in these tough, you know, political and economic times. Obviously, we got, uh, you know, some things going on in the world right now that, that makes it hard to smile. Yeah. So I just try to see the lighter side of stuff and really just just put as much content out there as I can that I think is, is funny and stuff that I, that I enjoy really for my friends and family and people that support me. And then whatever happens, a lot of it has gone viral. Some of it hasn't. So honestly, I just, I just try to have as much fun with it as possible. Stay consistent for those individuals like, man, Merv, how, how do you get Josiah Johnson? Or, Merv, how do you stay so consistent? Be consistent. One, all it takes is that one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, but that's, that's why I really appreciate you having me on here because I'm a big fan of people that are out there creating that are out there doing it. It's so easy to kind of see all the stuff going on in the world and want to jump in and not be able to do it. So people that are, no matter what the, you know, not making no excuses, just going out there, trying to create, trying to, you know, get their art out there and get their perspective out there. So I just appreciate you having me on here, man, giving me a, a platform to kick some knowledge. Come on. Come on. No, I appreciate you. And you you talk about having just kind of, you know, putting smile on people's faces. And if you guys go to his videos, let alone his pen tweet, <laughs> and I'm laughing right now because I don't know what I don't think somebody retweeted it. Or it just came across my timeline and I was rolling. And yeah. if you guys haven't, well, one at the time, his pen tweet was LeBron James talking to Josh Hart. <laughs> yeah, about who's going to trade. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh, you're going to get traded. Uh, he going to get traded. I might keep you. Or, you know, it was just like, man, it was hilarious. So that right there was like boom so i started digging in to more and more i'm like dude this dude is hilarious because as a student athlete or athlete we know how we think yeah <laughs> and that's the thing man i feel like there's so many people in the world that we watch these games now we got a platform like twitter or instagram to be able because i feel like we're all thinking the same thing so that's that's when i'm watching the game now and i grew up honestly i've done i've done stuff for the internet i've also done stuff professionally so I got a background in just uh, from working at the NFL Network and for Fox Sports, I was a highlight supervisor, a highlight producer. So I would take games and produce the highlight packages for them that would go out to the world. So when I watch games now, it's always with that that kind of perspective. So I never really just watch to watch the game anymore, unfortunately. But I'm just looking at all the stuff that's going on. And obviously with my comedy background, when I see an opportunity to get some jokes out or get something funny, and I call myself an equal opportunity clowner, like <laughs> I'm like the biggest LeBron James fan in the world, but I clown LeBron, I clown Kobe, I clown Jordan. Whenever the mood calls for it, it's always just like, how can we have fun with this? And what are these dudes really saying? Or what do they really want to say that they can't, obviously, you know, because uh, they got to be PC. And that's why I applaud you. And I truly, truly thank you for that, man. And having that, opportunity to work for you know yahoo sports complex nfl network how did you get your opportunity 
Uh, so I, honestly, I started out as a, I played basketball at UCLA. I was there for five years, a red shirt of the year. Knew kind of towards the tail end of my career that uh, basketball as a profession was probably going to be unlikely for me. So just always had a, an interest in entertainment, even from when I was little. I would always be writing scripts and creating content and shooting videos and making rap songs and just, just kind of just stuff to, to, to entertain myself as a youth. So after college, I started working at uh, Fox Sports, got on as a production assistant over there. Nice. This was like, I was probably like 22, 23 years old, but was working, like I said, doing highlights, doing a bunch of stuff, working in sports. And uh, just just knew that I always wanted to, to be in sports and be in entertainment and do create content. But back back then, there wasn't really a lane to do all that. Obviously, YouTube kind of just 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 hit the scene and people were just kind of starting to be able to put their own stuff out there. But I just kind of took that took advantage of all the, the resources out there like a lot of kids do today. Just to, man, we put some content out there, and then the great thing about the internet and spots like Twitter and Facebook and all that other type of stuff is you can literally put a video up that can, you know, go viral and anybody can see. And somebody, all it takes is that one person who has a following to like it or co-sign or retweet it or whatever it may be. And you can literally, like, look, when I put these videos out, I'm happy if they get one view or if they get a million views. It don't make no difference to me. It, to me, it's more just like, yeah, let me just put some art out there. I got a lot of friends out there who I know are bored and want to be entertained. <laughs> and a lot of times they're thinking the same exact thing as me. That's like, all right, well, let me just go do it because I know they're not. You know, everybody else is just going to be watching this game. But when, when a funny moment happens, like, oh, I can get I can get a joke off here. I will, you know, I just take the opportunity to try and get some buckets. And, man, like I told you, man, I'm going to continue to, to say that throughout this show. Please check out his videos. Please check it out. And give I want to give a shout out to your pops, uh, Mr. Marcus yep. Johnson, for uh, being in, uh, having his jersey retired um, a few days ago. Yep. Um, during the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks game, um, one of the I love the game of basketball. I'm not gonna tell my age. If y'all really want to do the research, look it up. But I'm old enough to know. <laughs> I'm the same boat as you, brother. <laughs> I'm old enough to know. You know the game, the point fours. When I played, I was a three a three slash four a tweener. I believe you know being able to watch your dad. Was a point four, one of the true point fours, and you know, looking up his numbers, twenty points a game, still one of the most underrated all stars, I believe, in NBA history. Um, but how was that for you to see all the hard work that you knew your father put in to you know reach that level of success when it came to the game? I mean, here, here's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to date or age myself too, but I, I didn't get to see a lot of his, his early career. I saw him kind of at the tail end of his career, and I was a little kid back then, so I didn't really appreciate the magnitude of what was going on. Gotcha. It's weird. Like the, a lot of stuff was just second nature to me growing up with a dad that was in the NBA. Like you, you know, you just went to practices. You were just in the locker. I mean, you just did so much that as a kid you may not appreciate because it just became so normal and commonplace. But as I got older and got to see footage of him, got to see how great of a player he was. Because the thing, the thing nowadays, a lot of kids don't even realize he was one of the first point forwards in the game. He actually mm-hmm. coined the term point forward, I believe, in 1984. But, uh, you know, all they remember him from now is uh, from his character in White Man Can't Jump, <laughs> right. Raymond, that Rob, And that's literally all they, honestly, for a whole generation of kids which is super unfortunate because he just played he played for the Bucks, which were, were small market back then, and he, he wrapped his career up with the Clippers and, and with a brief stint with the Warriors. But these, you know, they weren't the Lakers, they weren't the Bulls, they weren't the teams that right. got the notoriety back right. then. 
But his teams were always, the Buck squads were always, you know, performed well in the playoffs, always ran into the, the Celtics and the Sixers with those squads with Larry Bird and Dr. J. And uh, to see him get his jersey retired by the Bucks, man, it was honestly just, I know for him, a really, really special moment. All, all Most of our family was out there, and it was a whole weekend just full of reunions and hanging out with former players and kind of just telling stories. And, and But just seeing the look on his face and him breaking down into tears as they were hoisting his uh, his number into the rafters to, to be retired. For me, it kind of really gave me some perspective of just how great of a career he was. See how you know how he's embraced by the fans in Milwaukee and how much love he gets out there. Honestly, it's, it's, it's absurd just to see you know, how great he is treated by the people out there, how much they love him, even, you know, from 30 years ago when the last time he played out there. But for, as a, for me to go out there and see that and be able to take part in all that, man, was honestly one of the greatest experiences of my life. Cool, man. I can only imagine, man. And, and like I was saying earlier during the introduction, when it comes to your siblings, how does that, who's the better athlete? Like, do you guys have them competitive conversations? I'm the best. You wish he was like, you know, do you guys go back and forth on who's the most competitive? Honestly, we have we have different categories. Like, so my <laughs> older brother, Chris, uh, you know, he'll be the first to tell you. He was probably the best out of all our crew in terms of all the brothers. We got another little brother, Cyrus, who's a freshman at Sam Houston State, who still has opportunity to obviously surpass all of us. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, yeah, we definitely joke about that, who's the best looking, who's the funniest. <laughs> so there's different there's different subcategories that go into it. I think, you know, one of the things about our dad is that he made us, you know, super humble and appreciative. Obviously, we also are, are super confident in our abilities and we'll, you know, we'll joke around and crack jokes like that, but... Honestly, like it was the first time we were all out in Milwaukee this weekend. It was the first time we were all together probably in, in years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was all five of us in one place at one time. So just to see how quirky they are. Obviously, I got two younger brothers, Mo and Josh, who both, you know, think they have the best bodies and, uh, you know, <laughs> six packs and whatever. Uh, you know, Josh, Josh is, is a model. Mo, Mo was a star on BT's uh, reality show, Baldwin Hills. Yes. So, you know, it's just, you know, we got a bunch of different uh, different characters in the family. And obviously our younger brother, Cyrus, and uh, our little sister, Shiloh, who was out there as well. Just all, like, she may end up being, you know, the best one in the crew. She's only nine right now, but okay. she's, uh, you know, she hoops, she plays tennis, she golf, she does a little bit of everything. So she's going to be, uh, she's going to be out there getting it. Man, that's cool, man. And Sam Houston State is right up the road. Actually, my assistant coach, at my university at the time is an assistant coach at Sam uh, Houston State. So okay, um, I'm gonna just, be out there at some point. We got to link up. Oh we, yeah, we yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. He actually called me about a month ago, saying during the off season to go uh, go up that way, man, and and, and holler at the uh, the student athlete. So there, okay, you look, that's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I saw you were in Houston, so uh, yeah. you know I know I know it's like 45 minutes outside of Houston, yeah. but. Definitely, he redshirted this year, but we'll definitely be making it out that way. So okay, we got to link up. Hey, we look at that. Look how God work out. But anyway, um, no, we're not, I appreciate you, brother. I'll make sure you get you know my information as well that we can, that way. You know, I'm definitely gonna stay in contact anyway because that's just what I do, um, just to make sure to follow up and sh- give you the links of when the show and things come out. Now, we spoke on. You doing the the football show NFL Network? Like how? For most basketball people, I would say you know we who you know D one you know regardless yeah. of the vision. But how can you still have the knowledge and excitement for another sport other than basketball? 
I'm a, the, the the main thing that's a great question if you ask me. But the main reason, the main way you could do it is if you have like a card note, a light bill, rent to pay. No, I'm just saying. So I mean, I, I'm look. I'm a basketball fan through and through. NBA Twitter is my lane, but I've always had a respect and appreciation for football players. Obviously, the grind and, and how you know dudes playing through injury and all the stuff they got to do with CTE and all the the wow. stuff you hear. It's, it's, it's always been more of a an affinity for it. Look, I, I can never play a sport where I had to wear a helmet. I always wanted you to be able to see my face, so I, I was never able to get into it. But after after I finished school, man, just started working. An opportunity arose to, to go over there, and, and they were they were super small th- at that point. I want to say it was like when I started NFL Network. This was like 2005. We probably had maybe like 40 full-time employees and now they probably got like three four hundred mm-hmm. but uh just to see you know get the opportunity to go over there and actually learn the, the game of football and be able to work with dudes like Deion sanders and Ladanian tomlinson yeah. and, and, and guys like that and rich eisen and people on that level and just learn the ins and outs of sports and broadcast especially for the nfl i'm a fan of the sport now now when i was working there full-time i was there like 10 years like it became hard to watch the game just because I was so inundated with it. But now, as I take a step back, and now I'm working on a show that's a little uh, less about the NFL, more just about like you know pop culture and the comedy going on in the world and yeah. around sports. So it's less in golf. But when I was working NFL Network full time, it, it, it became tough. But I'm, I'm a big Raiders fan. I love the game. Love love what they got cracking. Obviously, getting Antonio Brown. You know, I think you know it's, it's the NFL is going to be. You know, the NFL is always exciting, mainly because all the offseason moves. Like every year, dudes is moving and shaking. Yeah, a lot more than than other sports. But uh, just to see, you know, now that the shift of power in the league, and obviously, dudes trying to come at the the Patriots and now that Gronk's retired, how that's going to shape out mm-hmm. the Texans, obviously, always being killer and looking to make make that next step <laughs> over the hump. So. I'm, I'm a fan of the game now. I really, I really enjoy watching it, and uh, just just seeing you know kind of the athletes and these guys that are the best at their sport. But as a hooper, as you know, it was funny like at UCLA, those dudes like I, I was in school when like Freddie Mitchell and Drew Ben and guys like that were around. But when they would come and try to hoop, that that was always crack me up. Just their you know their balance and hand eye coordination is such a oh. it's such a different sport. Dudes that know how to land like you know they would dunk and not know how to land. <laughs> right. Just just crazy. Crazy stuff like that, but you know, to me, I, I really have respect for the sport. I want to hit on your Raiders, then. That that gives me <laughs> a perfect opportunity to hit on your Raiders. A lot of the Steeler fans are upset that AB left how he left. However, the Raiders got him, and yeah. the key question that I've been kind of hearing from sports fans is, which Derek Carr will show up? Will it be? And the that's, di- that's the question. <laughs> Will he be the Derek Carr from the past few years, or the Derek Carr when he first came into the league before you know those key injuries? So if you get the Derek Carr, that's the slinger. Oh yeah, yeah you, you guys gonna make a good run until y'all go to Vegas, and then that's gonna be another hurdle. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are your Vegas thoughts on the Vegas? Look, trip? Vegas is cracking anyway. I mean, I can only imagine. <laughs> This is kind of like, you know, the, the best, worst nightmare you could pop. I mean, because Raiders fans, Raiders fans get turned up. Now you have a more centralized location. Now you're getting a lot of Raiders fans that, you know, haven't really been able to get their Raiders flares out of games before. So it's going to be cracking, man. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous <laughs> to go to a game, and I'm a Raiders fan. But I think it, it just creates that atmosphere. Like, you know, Raiders fans are diehard. They're going to they're gonna ride for their team. But I'm curious to see how it all pans out. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited, man. Then, of course, OBJ 
going to Cleveland. So the AFC right now in the in the NFL is definitely making it a blockbuster offseason, similar to what the NBA has been doing the past few seasons. Yep. So yeah, I'm excited. They're about going that. hard. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm <laughs> I'm curious to see the Browns. I can see it going. You know, they they could either. You know, roll, or I can see some internal conflict now that you got all these superstars and you've got, <laughs> you know, now the pressure on you. Like before, you know, you don't got pressure on you. You can you can go up and sneak up on a lot of people. And they got a great squad, and the team has obviously improved tremendously. So I'm excited because that AFC North ain't no punk. So they're, they're going to have to figure it out. Yes, sir. And I know about – actually, almost a week ago, man, I know you posted on your IG your uh, one of your throwback pictures. Yeah, and you put this ain't Jordan Peele. <laughs> and I, if I get mistaken for Jordan Peele, which happens all the time, it's either for Jordan Peele or I love McConan. And the funny thing is, like I always tell people, so I love McConan and me are, are are basically related. Like my older brother, me and him are half brothers, and him and McConan are half brothers. But we don't share any any of the same parents, but we look just alike. That's been going on. That's been going on our whole lives. And if I'm getting compared to Jordan Peele, who's obviously killing the game now, yes. and you know just dominating things, I don't, you know, it's a great time to look like Jordan Peele. Like you know, that <laughs> our look is really in right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> people are rocking with us, giving us opportunities uh, to be successful. So, a win is a win. Yeah. Hey, if, I, if I walk into a meeting and they give me a job because I look like Jordan Peele, I will take it. <laughs> Give Mr. Johnson that job just for GP. Hey, he looking like, <laughs> hey, man, he out Hey, you know what? Just sign him up. And that's what it should be, man. Paving way for those anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I got for you, man, this NCAA tournament. I know we did speak. Your, your Bruins yes. you know, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a part of the 64. Um, the, the last time y'all had a good run was a few years ago when y'all had this point guard. Who might not be a Laker, but that's another story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how is your bracket looking right now? Look, here's the thing: I stopped. I stopped doing brackets a couple years ago just to <laughs> save myself from the inevitable, like just anger after the first day when we go. You know, it would just explode. So I've been able to enjoy the game a lot more now. I was telling you, I was at the uh, the Western Regional uh, Sweet Sixteen game yesterday with uh, Texas Tech and Michigan. Yeah. In Gonzaga and Florida State, and that Texas Tech-Michigan game honestly was one of the most boring games. And, and, and kudos to Texas Tech and Chris Beer for getting the W and all that good stuff. But the first half, literally, the fans in the crowd, literally, like people were sleeping. Just how like dudes couldn't make no buckets. Like it just. And, and to me, I was, I was I'm a big fan of Oregon. My nephew plays there, so to see them make the run after the Pac-12 kind of got pooped on this season everybody talking about how whack the Pac-12 is so to see Oregon make the Sweet 16 right. and give Virginia you know a run for your money yeah, to me was very pleasing I feel like I feel like people always try to hate on West Coast basketball and don't want to give us our due credit even though we got literally if we don't got the most bodies in the league we got the second most I think we're still got the top amount of dudes you know in the NBA so it's just a, a general lack of respect really for LA Hoopers especially but it's nice to see. Uh, it was nice to see Oregon kind of do their thing out there. Mm-hmm. And now that we we got the games tonight, so based on from what you've seen, who will be crowned the NCAA Final Four champion? I think it's got to go to Duke 
uh, after mm. after that UCF game, yeah. pretty much every team that goes on to win a national championship kind of gets that game where they should lose, basically. Like, right. I remember my brother played at UCLA in 95, and uh, they beat Missouri with that Tyus Edney uh, 4.8 layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, you know, season was over. Like, you know, they literally <laughs> they thought they were done. But they go on to win that game, and it just lets you know that, that you know, anything is possible. So I think Duke, Duke obviously was Zion. I mean, I love watching that kid. He hoops so hard, even him coming back after the shoe exploding. And still, you know, just to support. Because, look, like, I mean, let's keep it real. Like, if we were at Zion's level of hooping, that's a decision you got to make. Like, right. why come back and risk, yeah. you know, being a number one pick? You've done enough now to show that that you're deserving of millions. And I think these kids nowadays are a lot more cognizant that they are, are a brand and are a business and things like low management that everybody wants to clown LeBron for. These things are real. Once, you know, you, you look at these $35, $40 million investments that people are making in players on a yearly basis, like, yeah, you're going to let LeBron rest a couple of games to get the maximum from him. So I think, you know, as technology and science and all that stuff has, has evolved, you know, obviously you love the game and you just want to hoop. But you also got to be cognizant that, you know, you're not you're playing for free in the NCAA, so you don't want to jeopardize your future, you know, so Coach K can get a big bonus. Come on. So uh, so you agree that we should get paid? Look, that's been something that I've been saying, honestly, for the past, you know, even since before I was in college. Mm. And it's, it's refreshing to me to see now that the turn has had. Like, look, I'm, I'm a UCLA guy, UCLA fan to the death. But to see what the NCAA did to Reggie Bush, when he was at SC, and, and just all, you know, like, SC was so turned at that point when he was there, selling out arenas, selling those number five jerseys, making millions and millions of dollars hand over fist off the, off the back of Reggie, and just to see, you know, he wanted to get a little piece of the pie, and to see how he was looked at, like, it was like the worst thing ever, yeah. but as, as the temperature has shifted now, people are starting to understand, like, yo, this is a humongous business. Like, you know, the NCAA is generating close to a billion dollars every year mm-hmm. off the, uh, you know, off the tournament in March Madness. So why not pay these guys? And, and you could pay it across the board. You could pay every sport. Obviously, every sport doesn't deserve the same share of revenue. A lot, a lot of sports are in the red, which people don't want to talk about and aren't making money and are getting funded by, you know, basketball and football and kind of, you know, some of the, the revenue generating sports. So at the end of the day, like everybody, you know, a free education should be the baseline. But if you're playing a sport like basketball or like football that's generating billions of dollars in revenue, yeah, you should get your share of the pie. Like, give me a break. That's that's the American way. This is capitalism in a nutshell. There it is. See, this, this guy is one. See, I, I, I always say this to us being student athletes who know how to talk and who thinks outside the box and who understands the business aspect because there's still people as you know they still struggling with the transition post-college exactly and nothing is guaranteed especially in your professional career so why not i mean i think the thing is i got into like a twitter battle with a buddy of mine and he was like well do we pay everybody the same we pay josiah johnson the same amount we pay baron davis like no like do you pay lebron the same amount you pay Jonathan Williams? Like, of course not. Like, the, the players going to be able to dictate, but you also create a, a marketplace now where, you know, players get their value and teams are actually forced to to reward guys for being good. Like, you look at these McDonald's All-Americans and these guys that are going to go to these schools and make them successful, help them generate tons of revenue, like, break bread. Like, mm-hmm. of course, every player on the team ain't getting the same. That's like any job. <laughs> is the, you know, like, is the president making the same amount as, uh, you know, the, the junior exec? Like, of course not. They yeah. give me a break. Yeah, 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 and I think why not sports? It's about on and off the court and how it impacts your everyday life. 
prime example, man. So I know we spoke on Zion and making that transition to the league. How do you think he will do? I think Zion, I mean, look, everybody, I mean, especially nowadays, we're in a society where you just want instant gratification. So I think he's going to, wherever he ends up going, uh, whether that's New York, Arizona, or Phoenix or wherever, he's going to be, you know, really called upon to play right away. I think the kid has had enough dealing with the media scrutiny that that's, that's followed Duke this year where he could play in a New York market and not really be phased by it. Like you can see he's going to be a dominant kid. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, dropping 20 and 10 as a rookie and really doing his thing. He seems, obviously, uh, despite that, that mishap with the shoe, to have been very healthy. You know, just a guy who is going to avoid injuries and has a nice, strong body, great build. And so he's going to be able to do work out there. And he's, he's a grown man now. He reminds me kind of Rodney Rogers. Yeah. Obviously, they don't have this, the same game, but the same beastliness. Yes. Just like Rodney, you know, people don't understand. You got to do like Rodney Rogers or a Zion coming at you as a hooper. It's like, you know, these are dudes that can come in and just hit 350 on the bench press, like, you know, <laughs> right off, right off yep. after eating some Subway or something like that. Like dudes <laughs> that just... You know, freak, 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 freak of nature, freak, freak athletically. Where no matter how much work you put in, you're never going to be as physically beastly as Zion. Yeah. So I think he's going to surprise a lot of dudes in the league, a lot of grown men. Even he kind of, he kind of reminds me like a Mike Tyson. Like Mike Tyson was like a 20 year old knocking out grown men. And, and when you see this kid in the ring, you're like, hold up, like whatever. You know, he ain't all that until he he two pieces you. You laying on the, you know, you laying on the, the carpet, like you know, getting ten counted. That's kind of what Zion looks to me like. A lot of dudes are going to try to test him, but he's not. He, you know, I feel like just the way he's performed even at this level, like the dude is a beast. So I'm excited for him. Yes, sir. And you brought up Rodney Rogers, man. About a year ago, I came across something on TV, and you said earlier, you know, it's not guaranteed. You know, nothing in again life is guaranteed, and for him to be paralyzed due to that accident, man. Now he's doing speaking engagements. So that was something for me that was that was inspiring. Just to, yeah, to see somebody, man, that, like you just said, physically a, 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 just a freak of nature, was sixth man of the year, I believe, you know, uh, in 2009, 2008, 2009, and, 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 and still his name is, is being highly spoken on, man. So that's just yeah. something that, that that's real huge. And what I want to just, you know, just add to that as far as like awards in the NBA, this MVP race. Yeah. Giannis, Fear the Beard, I'm in Houston and I've seen him live. I, he got my vote. Okay. Um, Russell Westbrook, who still isn't even considered in the top three. And it's a very good chance he can average a triple double for three consecutive seasons and still and not the, get no love I mean we'll see how the the thunder end up panning out I know I know they were you know they had a solid expectations coming to the year but look I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook seen his game since he was in college seen the work that he's put in and UCLA and how yeah I mean you know <laughs> he was a younger dude but I remember uh coach Allen who was my coach and was his coach at the time he would always ask, like, you know, at alumni events or whatever, like, you know, who do you guys like on the squad? And we were all, you know, Westbrook, bro. Like, and this was back before he was really playing. But you could just see, like, how hard the dude worked and the chip he had on his shoulder. Which, for me, when I see, like, you know, the, the type of players that he is in the league, it's like, bro, I love, honestly, like, you you, you love to play with a dude like that who's going to rock with you and, and, and really ball out. 
and it's got the Thunder in the position. Like, you know, look, the West is super, super stacked, super crazy right now, but mm-hmm. he's got them potential. You know, they can finish top, top five in the West. So I, I'm rolling with Westbrook. Obviously, Harden, another LA dude, and a dude I've also got to see play up, up, up close and personal, just certified. We talk about bucket getters, like literally, <laughs> he's probably the closest I've seen to Kobe just in terms of, of his ability to get buckets. I think he plays a lot more efficient than even Kobe did and, and can get his bucket, dare I say, easier than Kobe. Like, he, he's mastered the ability of getting fouled. Yes. A lot of people might say he travels on the step backs or whatever, but I was honestly <laughs> just talking to uh, Nick Young about this the other day. And it's Swaggy like, yeah, they're not calling it. They're not calling it. Whatever. He take 30 steps and they don't call it. Like, this is the game. Like, he ain't the first or last dude to travel. But yeah. actually also getting to see Giannis play in Milwaukee, which I, I was out there, got to see a couple games. And dude, this dude at six eleven, seven feet, what he's doing, it's it's almost like you know, dare I say another comparison, but like a mo- more skilled Kevin Garnett or excuse mm. me, Kevin Durant in terms yeah. of just just how fluid he moves on the court, and when you can just see like the dude is young, like you can see once he gets that consistent long range jumper and just the, the other elements that he's going to add to his game, like he's going to be unstoppable. Right now, I think obviously like you got to give it give it to Harden just what he's doing and how the Rockets are performing, but. uh it's going to be interesting. We'll see. You know, we'll see how the, the, these last couple of games pan out. Yes, sir. And what about PG thirteen? I'm I'm rolling with PG thirteen. I would say the same thing. I think him him and Russ, neither of them will get the the love that they deserve. I don't think he knocks knocks off a Giannis or a Harden from the list. He's having a great season, and I'm you know another guy who's from LA. I'm a big fan of it, and just everything he's been through, battling back from injury. But I just don't think. Look, and I haven't seen. You know, I'm not gonna lie and be like, oh, I've seen every PG game this this uh, this year, so I haven't seen enough of them to to to, to say yay or nay. But mm-hmm. just off the eye test, like the young kids say, I would have to go with Harden and Giannis. There it is, and that's a beautiful thing that I would like to add to this, man. Uh, didn't three of them were West Coast ballers. Yep, that's what we always <laughs> say, and that's why I go back to my point about the Pac-12. You know, people hate when people try to take jabs at the West. It's like Oregon finished sixth in the conference, and they were in the Sweet 16, you know, a couple of buckets away from being in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Like, especially with the tournament design, like, it's not designed for the, you know, ultimately for the best team to win all the time. It's all about matchups. The committee uses the seedings and rankings. You know, those rankings aren't legitimate. Like, there's a there's a 5-12 upset every year because yep. there's a team that doesn't deserve to be a 12 mm-hmm. that gets seeded as a 12. You know what I mean? There's, yep. It's just things that happen like that, so... You know, at the end of the day, respect the West Coast. That being my point, I hate to be long-winded, but respect the West. We out here getting it. Show us love. Enough of all this. Like, just stop getting mad because we got jumpers because we get to uh, really shoot in and outdoors. We got the we got the jumpers in the uh, <laughs> in the drive game down. Hey, Josiah, that's gonna be the title of the show, big brother. Respect the West Coast. That's it. I mean, just a little bit, just a little. Like we, we respect everybody else, we may play around and, and climb, but we got love for the East, we got love for the South, we got love for the Midwest. Mostly, I mean, you know, like it is I what it is. It. I love it. Well, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you to for, for, for what you bring to 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 the world of sports. Speaking on behalf of uh, former student athletes, man, and for your family continued success. If you could just let the world know how they can reach you. If they have any questions, where they can find, just where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at King Josiah fifty four. Uh, I mean, you know, what I'm saying, love, love, love NBA Twitter, love talking about whatever, but always respectful. I think as I've gotten older, 
enough with uh, especially these young kids nowadays. They, they like to talk crazy. I mean, this is the thing I always tell people, and I know, know we're not supposed to cuss on here, but don't don't write a check with your tweets that your ass can't cash. That's the main thing. Yeah. Like don't talk don't talk tough on Twitter if, if you're gonna get seen in real life and get your car pulled. <laughs> it's just you know, and these are things coming from an older, wiser person. Like I think people have kind of started to run their mouth a little too much. Mm-hmm. So everybody need to chill out and just think like, damn, if I saw this person in real life, would I talk to them like this? Yep. And that's that's for me. Like I won't talk crazy to Mike Tyson because I know Mike Tyson. <laughs> Will one piece me? It won't even get to the two piece <laughs> level. He will, and that's just there's a respect you need to have. Right, right. But follow, you can follow me on, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm always putting videos, putting content. I'm trying to have fun, trying to have a good time, trying to be in the discussion. So, yeah, I love followers, love to uh, engage. You know, meet people. So just holler. It's all gravy. Hey y'all, make sure make sure y'all told them the big homie sent you. You know what I'm saying? But man, for real, I, I greatly appreciate you, man, and look forward to uh, building the rapport that's been established. And, and for those first time listeners, thank you for rocking with me. Um, do this every week. Uh, this will be a bonus episode. So just when I'm fortunate to have someone, like I said before, who's um, ha- have been. Uh, impactful on the court as well as off the court and just providing gems and nuggets and and still, you know, doing his thing in in the world of sports and and now, you know, branching out to the more comedic side. It just shows the versatility and what we can do. We're just not athletes or we're more than an athlete. You know what I mean? Exactly. uh, As a whole, man, um, y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Demurf. You can email me personally. It's Demurf at Yahoo.com. Hey, y'all, until next time, until next week, and a big homie salute. Keep grinding. Keep the faith.